Hi everyone and welcome back to the Mummy Means Business podcast. Um, today I'm really excited to have this next guest. So um, her name's Natasha and she is a mother of three. She's also the founder of a company called No Cakes Are Better where she bakes and designs cakes for any occasion and recently she has started um, a new service where she provides bespoke classes. So it's one-on-one classes for anyone who's looking to get into the cake business or anyone really interested in starting a business or for anyone who really loves cakes and just wants to bake cakes themselves um so yeah i'm really really excited to have her on board um actually she was my teacher um in secondary school so i think year 9 10 11 i had her she was an english teacher she wasn't my specific english teacher but she was um an english teacher in the school and she also taught um so we had like a choir in like the last few years of school and she was like the choir lead and it was really fun um was singing loads of songs from um what's that I mean, sister act and rapping yeah so yeah so that's just what I know her from and I actually remember when I found out that she was a Christian as well I was walking in Peckham and I just saw my teacher on the street like singing songs and like praising God and um reaching out to people telling them about God and I was like oh that's my teacher and by chance I happened to just go to the same church as her so we've kind of built um a good relationship over the last 10 years um and I've just been um, when I started this podcast, I was literally thinking it would be great to have you on board because you're just such an amazing mom, businesswoman, teacher, etc. So I'm really, really excited to have you. So thank you. Welcome. Thank you. Um, so yeah, before we jump straight into the business aspect, I know you're a mom of um, three um, and your kids are now grown. Your daughter is a teenager in secondary school now. Do you know what? I actually remember when you were pregnant with um, Joshua. I know. And now she's nearly as tall as me and we the same size clothes. It's crazy. It's crazy. But if what well, back then, before you had any of those kids and when you it was just you and your husband, did you, you know, think you were the mum that you were gonna be now? Or like how has that motherhood journey been for you? Oh, it's been weird. I think um when I originally got married, um the plan was to just do my career I think I, I was never really that maternal to start off with I was like yeah I'm just gonna do my career I'm gonna be a head teacher I'm gonna own my school and I'll just yeah and then kids started coming <laughs> and then I was like okay um and to be honest I hadn't really you know those some mums that kind of dream about it from day dot I wasn't one of those mothers I just just um kind of had to learn on the job so I can't even say I'm not what I anticipated because I hadn't actually thought about what I would be like I've literally just got stuck in um and learning on the job and still learning now so you kind of fell into motherhood almost yeah into motherhood there was no plan in fact when I got pregnant um I had actually resigned from my job because I was like, yeah, I'm just going to be at home for a while. Um, I was going to do Mary Kay. I think I was doing Mary Kay at that time, another business um, franchise. Um, and then I found out I was pregnant and I was like, what? So that uh, wasn't even planned. Like you no, there was no changed plan. your career path before you had, the, had a baby. And I ended up having no maternity pay because obviously I just... No. <laughs> 
I'm not too bad. I was like, I'm only going to be retracting my resignation because I want maternity pay and they're going to know that. And I just, I should have just done it. Everybody else just said that I should have just done it, but I felt too embarrassed to do that. So I ended up having no maternity pay. Um, yeah, and it just was a bit of a, a bit of a long drama after that. <laughs> I ended up going back to work when she was really young because loads of other different circumstances unfolded so yeah it was not planned and completely um unexpected um in many ways but we've been there done that and i think we're we're on the journey <laughs> and then now three kids later three kids <laughs> later. that's it some people who are not maternal just have one and they're like yeah that's it i'll just focus my energy on this one child and then that's it for, for me. But you just, you went on to have another and another. Because <laughs> I, I really didn't ever want the single child um, thing. I don't, you know, other people choose to do that for whatever reason. But I really, I loved the relationship I had with my sister. We got on really well. We went very close. We were like three and a half years. Um, and I did my kids quite close together, kind of 18 to 20 months um, apart and I've always wanted if I was going to have kids it would be more than one and they'd have to be close together so that they could play like me and my sister did <laughs> that's that's the same as me me and my sister are um three no not even three years like two years and six months apart and then her and my older brother are like 11 no no like 14 months apart so I literally and I love the bond that we have like I think now we're just, well, every day I speak to my sister, like at least two, two to three times a day, every day we speak. And I've always wanted that in my kids. Like I just want loads of kids, but I want them to be like best friends, grow up together, not like a massive age gap. So I'm literally on board with you. But before, you know, you became a mum and before you kind of went on this motherhood journey, was baking a career path that you've always wanted to go into? Or was that also kind of random as well? very random I'm just a random pet I don't do much planning I found I just kind of fall into things um I I started doing cakes after I I mean my dad had always baked following on from my grandma um and my auntie they bake fruit cake like Jamaican fruit cake that was a traditional thing in our family um but I'd never learned of him um and my mum-in-law was also a baker and for some reason, I think I was bored um, on maternity. I was like, yeah, teach me how to bake, mum. And so she um, showed me a sponge cake. I made, I can remember the first cake that I made and decorated. It was actually disgusting. Now look at it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I've got a picture of it. I would never show anybody that picture. But um, I just, I kind of liked the idea of doing it. So when it was my niece's second birthday, I don't know why I decided to do a novelty cake, but she was into a cartoon character called Pokio, Pokio. Um, and basically I just decided to do this giant um, cake that was at least, I think it was about 24 inches long, big cake. Um, and it was novelty. And everybody was like, wow, oh my gosh. And I liked that. So I was like, hmm, maybe I can do some more of these. So I just started doing cakes for people for free, just as gifts, um, and then was getting a really good response. So I thought, hmm, let me try. And um, yeah, learnt from YouTube. But then how did you learn the, so you learnt from YouTube, in terms of the, obviously the baking of the cake, you know, that, 
I don't know. I don't want to say that's the easy part, but you know, it's it's not. You can grasp that. But in terms of the design that you create, I know there was one time that did you make a cake for? Um, I think you made the the queen, or there was like a massive cake that you made and you entered it into a competition or something like that. I am that. Or I'm quite artistic. I think in general, I'm paint. So I think the artistic bit was kind of already in me. Um, and then I'm just um I'm a very kind of I don't like doing things plain I always like to make things extra uh, bit, um uh yeah I, I make work for myself unfortunately so <laughs> I decided hmm, I don't want to just make a plain simple cake and so when I started googling cakes that people made uh, you know I saw these novelty design cakes I was like mm, I'm gonna make a cake like a handbag and I would just look at pictures YouTube is like amazing YouTube is just the the best thing in the world you can learn anything you want on YouTube um, and so I googled things and if it wasn't a tutorial I would do close-ups and work out you know and as I've gone along I've, I've learned better ways and better techniques because I kind of work things out in my head and guessed a lot of um, techniques initially but as I've gone through the years I've learned like oh that's why mine always looks so rubbish because I never used one of those and <laughs> kind of thing so it's it's just all been trial and error google and youtube being my best friends and um yeah I've, I've really enjoyed the journey of learning still learning so you never really went to like a class or like a cake you know it's what you're providing now you're providing you know bespoke classes for anyone who wants to do this you didn't do that yourself you kind of just learn as you went along so why is it important for people to kind of do these classes and actually get the proper training rather than just winging it do you know what I think I should have been an advocate of educating considering I'm a teacher um should always have been an advocate of getting a proper education but I'm so uh I'm just somebody that can't wait so I at the time I couldn't think of where to find a course and I just wanted to do it so I just went straight in but I think it is always good to perfect your craft um and so I did eventually do a couple of classes um I did a class on how to make sugar flowers um, and that has transformed the way I do sugar flowers now. And then I did one when I started making novelty things on how to make shoes. Um, and you pay quite a bit for those classes. They're not cheap. Um, but when you want to do something properly, um, you go to a proper class. I'm, I'm planning to go to another one. Somebody whose work I really admire. Um, and I know I can make cakes and decorate cakes, but I want to learn and I want to get better um so I would always advise people there's you know there's hobby bakers and um, when I first started um doing classes somebody from church um just wanted to watch me and she came along to a couple of classes and before you know it she just became amazing like she ended up working for me for a time um and then set up her own business she's amazing and I genuinely think it's because she's dedicated time to learn how to do it properly you can wing it and you'll get there in the end I, I know lots of people that have so I'm not saying that you can't learn without it but I think it's always good to have proper tutoring um, and somebody that's done it been there done it that can show you how um, and show you how to avoid some mistakes and pitfalls and things like that 
Yeah, do you know what is it? It kind of applies to any any business that you're going into. Even myself, like if I hadn't, you know, done PR or done some sort of social media communication in general, what in my day to day job, I can't just you you can wing it, but at the end of the day people are paying you money and they want a quality result especially with cakes you see on instagram a lot like what i ordered versus what i received exactly that's what you want <laughs> and some of those images are just so sad <laughs> my cake to ever be on one of those pictures it would never happen just ne- obviously not because you're you know you're five never. star <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's actually really interesting what you said um but what role did your husband play in all of this like when you told him that you wanted to kind of jump straight in and do this as a full-time business um was he on board does he help baking like what role would you say he um he plays in your business oh um I would say support I mean to be honest he didn't because we both didn't as I said I'm not a planner so he didn't really we didn't have a kind of sit down conversation oh what what's it going to be like do I approve there was nothing like that but as the business grew um and it became a lot more demanding cake is a lot of work and basically many times I would have to stay up through the night um or at least till the very small um hours so he is so supportive he will not go to bed until I finished <laughs> so he will fall asleep with me um like bucking <laughs> in the corner and like, you, are you finished yet? um because <laughs> oh. me to stay awake on my own it's so sweet I'm like you can go to bed baby it's okay he's like no 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 it's okay I'm fine um and that is so um lovely to have him kind of backing me um and just in general support he didn't complain when obviously in the beginning there's no money to invest apart from our own money um and that obviously some people some husbands could be moaning about that but he allows me to invest in the business and I think that's the reason why it's here today so I I am grateful he doesn't bake any cake and he would I don't think he has does he eat any cake (laughs) he loves (laughs) eat the cake (laughs) all the offcuts and when I don't give him any offcuts he's he's like wow have you not made any offcuts for me so (laughs) (laughs) but yeah he's really supportive and I'm very grateful I I couldn't do without him so I I have to big him up um so yeah how did you get your business off the ground you know you mentioned earlier that you were offering cakes for free to just um your friends and family just to kind of get their feedback but in terms of financing those cakes where did you get those that money and how like how where did you get the support uh do you know what um Initially, it was all self-funded um, because I don't have a big reservoir of savings or, uh, you know, anywhere that I could have got that money from. So initially, I would just, you know, bake and decorate cakes at the minimal cost, try and get the best results at the minimal cost. And as I started getting money, um, I would literally plough it all back into the business. So I would go to this annual cake show um, and when I went there I would see loads of different cake um, vendors that had lots of different equipment and materials every year I would literally go and spend all the money that I just earned and just plow it all back in and buy like hundreds of stuff I I ended up duplicating so many things because I'm such a a magpie I'm like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) any discounts you're like 
buy one get one free <laughs> anything that everybody says is amazing i'm a sucker for advertising so if you show me something I'm like, wow my gosh i've got to get that so i'm persons they want people like me to come to those sales because i just waste money and um, so i did end up buying loads and loads of um of things and just self-funded that until i started making money um that i could kind of try to save um to to kind of invest more long term in the business um so i know you mentioned obviously you invested it in yourself but obviously over a period of time and after you know you're getting loads of orders and stuff like that and you're you're charging you know not a lot for you to make a profit just kind of breaking even and covering the cost how did you kind of expand from you know getting friends and family who kind of want the discounts and they want the you know mates rates to people who are outside of your friends and family bubble or circle to buy into your product oh do you know what i think i remember now again this comes back to education i went on a business uh a business course a really short one um and i can't remember who it was run by but they did some training about getting a website getting yourself kind of set up um getting business cards out there and just trying to set yourself up as a professional uh business um so that you could be you know professionally client facing and so after that i think that propelled me into being a little bit more um you know brave to start charging people if i had a, a website uh and i had um business cards i felt more professional and so i think the launch really came from that little bit of education that I got about you know making business plan even though I'm really have to confess I never actually ever made a proper business plan that's really bad I'm I'm the same I'm exact I literally I had a we had a um a podcast with Tolu recently and literally well I was so pumped I was like yes I'm gonna leave this interview and go and make a business plan and I googled business plan I was like this is long (laughs) I think we are very similar in personality. You you remind me of myself a lot. I just want fast on results now. I just want to see it. I know what my idea is. I know how to do it. I'm just going to do it. And that's how I work. And like I said already, although I'm not the best student of my own teaching, it is not the best way forward if you want to be really successful and you know, I'm really learning that if I want No Cakes for Better to get properly off the ground in the way that I would like. I mean, I say off the ground, it's been running since 2009, so it's not like it's not off the ground. But to be where I want it to be as a business, I have to invest some proper time into planning and researching. I heard Rosemary's podcast um, and I was like, oh, I'm so inspired. I want to do that now. Um, so I really do think that is the way forward. I have so I've made so many mistakes with this business. I am still learning, and um, I I do need to to go back and do that properly. And did you have to have like your family's hands on? Like, if you had a massive cake order, um, did you have your family helping, or did you have to kind of hire externally um, support and help? Because I know you mentioned you had someone who was shadowing you and kind of working for you for a bit. I did a couple of apprentices, um, where they were just working in exchange for being taught. Basically, I can't or they're called interns, um, and they did that for a time that helped me have a bigger business but in fairness 
I don't know how it works for other people, but I ended up paying so much in salary when I did recruit one of them to work um, as a full-time employee. I spent so much in salary, I kind of didn't earn any real profit because all my profit was ploughed into salary. So I made the decision to um, to not um, take on that many orders so that I could fulfil them myself and not have to pay um, for additional help. Um, although in saying that, um, I'm recently starting to work. My daughter's now a teenager, as I mentioned. <laughs> um, and she's amazing. She's so talented, so skillful, and so she loves it I think it makes her feel grown up um but she loves to help so I get her to help me make toppers and pipe cakes she can actually bake cupcakes from scratch like down pat I can just say I need 36 cupcakes Ayana I need 48 can I do can you have this on there do that she can do it without me even looking now it's amazing so I'm going to start teaching them more so I can get a little bit of a second hand <laughs> yeah it technically is you're working this business is for her too isn't it in the future when she becomes a star baker she'll just take over and then you just be sitting in the bahamas with your husband chilling <laughs> taking in the money <laughs> so but now obviously now that your business has grown you have this um this new classes that you're providing do you still kind of need initial finance um or some finance to help push it to the next level or is it now at a place where it's just funding itself it is self-financing in as much as I don't know but when you have lots of kids there's no for me there's no such thing as free cash free free cash floating around um I don't know about other people's kids are so expensive like if if it's not dinner money, it's clothes. If it's not clothes, it's music lessons. If it's not music lessons, oh, it's swimming I'm lessons. not there yet. Oh, my days. He like, just wants to be breastfed and that's it. On, and then they grow, like, like ridiculously and start wearing adult clothes that cost, like, ten times as much. So, yeah, so there's, there's, there's not a lot of free-flowing um, cash to just, be investing hundreds and hundreds of pounds into a business it has to fund itself so I I now kind of have a separate account which I didn't have before which which has made all the difference so I can see I have this much cash and I can do that with it um and that's helping me to really be a bit more structured and and know what I've got really to play with um so that that's how I'm funding the the classes and, and the business in general and do, do you have like a different way of marketing depending on your clients? Like if it's your friends and family, do you do much like marketing to them to kind of pitch them to, you know, if they have a wedding or whatever to book with you versus an external client or even like a company or business? Do you, do you have different styles of pitching them or do you kind of just get word of mouth recommendation? You don't really need to do much pitching. Do you know what? I do one marketing uh not gimmick but one marketing kind of push I don't even know the language because I, I I just I'm not into that as much as I should be but at the beginning of the year every year I'll do a wedding cake sale um and that generates um a lot of people sometimes wait for it they're like are you doing your sale yeah I'm getting married this year are you doing your sale uh, which is so funny but um apart from that my clients are all word of mouth 
um I I'll have I've got clients that I've had since I started 2009 and they come back repeatedly and then somebody was at their wedding and they will have the cake for their son and then now they've got a bridal shower so it's like they all know each other um which for me is great I love that I give all of those clients that are referred or um from some chain I always give them a 10% discount because I think that dis that loyalty um is just priceless and the fact that they like the company and the product so much that they come back um I think that is worthy of rewarding um so they always get a discount but all of my I would say the majority 98% of my business is all from word of mouth um and recommendations and then people coming back that's great because even my business is exactly the same and I was speaking to a friend the other day and she was asking me um like how because I remember there was a time where I was I was by myself I was um I worked full-time job and then I didn't have anyone working with me and I literally had like six clients on on um working at the same time um over like a three to six months period and I was literally going crazy but it was literally all word of mouth like one person that I will meet at an event or one person or even like a friend will tell her friend then that person will want to work with me then that person will tell someone and then it's like you can't you feel bad you don't want to say exactly, no exactly because they're a fair one yeah <laughs> and because you don't want them to go back to their friend and say oh she didn't want to work with me and it's so i made a clone Larry. <laughs> we're talking to the same people <laughs> it's true but then do, do you feel bad like do you ever have to turn down some orders like when you become overwhelmed you know what? sometimes i have to and i do feel awful because before i had um people that I could recommend that I'm a hundred percent like when Natalie was around Natalie would get any order I couldn't do that was my um the the apprentice that eventually started to work with me if I couldn't do it I could 100% refer to her because I know her work everything was amazing but then she just disappeared <laughs> And I was like, I'm from Jamaica. I was like, hello. Oh, oh no. Oh, that's not, oh. I, that's actually sad. <laughs> it's so sad. Now she was like, great as well. She had she quality cakes. Quality. But I was like, I don't really have anybody that's exactly the same level in my immediate. Mama Jean's cakes was coming up and she was um, starting to be at that level now where I can say yeah I can refer to you I know your cake tastes amazing and now your decorating is is at that level I could refer to you and then she disappeared off to Manchester what's she doing in Manchester so now I can't refer to her <laughs> oh gosh so now it's just you so it's me yeah so how do you manage your time then between because this is not your only business this is not your only like job you have other things that you're doing and you and you work a full-time job and you have a family like how how do you do it tell me how you do it because I want to learn because I'm I don't have a social life right now <laughs> and my baby's only four months <laughs> that's the thing do you know what there's no secret apart from God is just so nice to me <laughs> he's just he's nice to me because there is no real way that this could be achievable except for the grace of God and that is not I'm not being cliche here what I do um and manage to fit in I have no idea how 
I do it and stay functioning other than to give 150% credit to God. Like, he must work miracles and he's just very kind to me because I can't give you a practical, uh, which is not helpful to your listeners. Maybe they want me to try <laughs> try and think of a real, um, a real strategy or theory. All I can say is I do work hard. I, I, I'm not lazy and I know lo- nobody that I know really in my circles is a lazy person and most mums there's no lazy mums really most mums even if you're working at home full-time with your kids that's a job and a half in itself and um, so people are, are are doing it anyway and I said as I said the grace of God is I think the biggest um credit to but I I am quite organized I do have to plan. I use a diary and I I kind of plan my time in my head um, for during the day, but I kind of know when something is due um, and then I work out in my head in the week, okay, that's due on Friday, so I'm going to bake it on this day, I'm going to decorate on this day, I'm going to do it after church, I'm going to do it in between this. Um, so I plan it out. I do plan um, and, as I said, pray a lot and god miraculously just has mercy on my foolishness because some of it is madness i mean it's stupid some of the things i try and cram in it's like are you dumb like Like, you're already doing this like why are you doing that to yourself i am the same like it's actually scary because i was literally having this debate with um, my husband and he was just because i had a client who basically wanted me to do an additional work for them and i have literally i was already like to to the roof exactly and you just took it on i just don't know what's wrong with, and i was while i was taking it on i was in my head i was thinking what's wrong with you victoria like you have no time <laughs> like why did i just take on two extra cakes on a weekend where i already have three others and i'm working full-time and i've got church three times that week Absolutely. why did i do that and yeah, yeah it's really yeah but, sometimes it's because i don't let them down but sometimes it's just being dumb yeah yeah but I think it's important what you say, plan, because I think what has helped me really well in terms of juggling different things is lists. Like, I'm just so obsessed with lists. Like, I'll make a list of what I need to do throughout the week. And every morning, I make a list of what I need to do throughout the day. Even if it's like, you know, um, doing the laundry, going to, you know, Sainsbury's to get this. Like, sometimes I, I, I think in my thoughts, I have so many things going on that sometimes I can't, I forget things or I can't, or I don't even know what I'm meant to be doing. So when I remember, I have to literally jot it down on my phone and just write it. And then at the end of the day, just like if maybe around eight o'clock, I look to see if there's anything that I've missed out and I just carry it over to the next day. And I even like put asterisks in things that are priority, like you need to do this first. Um, and I think that's kind of helped my brain not turn to mush. Yeah, I need to start doing that. I keep hearing people talking about this list business. I'm just, you know, when it's like, I can't even feel like I've got time to write the list. It's like, oh, I can't, I haven't got time to write that down. Um, but it's, it doesn't make it's any so, sense. so good. Because, you know, once you start writing the list, you just keep, you're like, oh, yeah, and that. Oh, yeah, and that, and that. I feel happy when I tick it off. I'll be like, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's the best feeling. When you just, like, delete the stuff that you've done, it's so rewarding. Yes, definitely try it. That's the only way that I've like been able to, you know, be normal. But 
Um, but yeah, thank you so much for being on this podcast. It's been really good to have you on. And it's really funny. So everything that you've been saying is kind of like what I go through as well. So it's funny to hear that, you know, someone else is out there. Yeah, I love listening to these podcasts. I'm so inspired by all these women that you've had on. They're just amazing. So thank you very much for inviting me. Yeah, well, you've inspired me, but I have one more question before you go away. Um, I know you've mentioned um, some key steps earlier, what you think people should do um, when they want to start something like yours, like, you know, getting mentorship, going to classes, etc. But what would be the the most important step? Um, so for someone, whether she's a mum or not a mum, and she wants to start her own bakery or her cake business, um, what will be your advice to them? Um, well, I've already covered learning your craft and, you know, becoming skilled. I think what I would say is that I have learned the hard way from, I know initially you do have to start off by doing a bit of freebie so that you can learn. But as soon as you um, have started to get accomplished, you must charge for your time and your your resources and your efforts because if you're ever going to make money from it if you want it to be a hobby then go for it but if you want it to be a business I've learned the hard way and it's taken me a good few years to start making profit because I just didn't charge because I felt bad and it felt like it was a lot of money more than Sainsbury's cakes and I was like how can I charge 60 pounds for a cake and you can get one for 20 pounds but they're making cakes with machines and they're not by hand and they're not as nice and they're half the size of mine so I have to charge in order to make it a profitable business and I think a lot of mums I've seen doing cakes and things they just don't charge enough um, and it doesn't value your business people will look and say if, if you're charging £20 for a cake then they won't value it either because as far as they're concerned you know it's it's not worth you charging properly so they won't feel like it's worth paying for so it's a it's kind of a vicious cycle but I would encourage any mum if you're going to do a business cost out what it costs you think of your time think of your resources and add that to your kind of pricing yeah I think that's actually a great tip because it's so hard to kind of get off that whole I'm doing it for free or I'm doing it at like a little little to nothing to now I'm actually going to charge you you know 300 pounds <laughs> and they're like what <laughs> but yeah it's true you have to value yourself and it's really important but yeah it's been great having you on board um on this podcast you know you're actually a woman that's inspiring to me um I know and all these women who have been on my podcast are women who have, have been inspired by in some way so I'm so grateful and appreciative for you to take your time out you know in your busy schedule to talk to me <laughs> um but yeah thank you if you guys want to listen to this podcast you can listen to it on any sound platform such as soundcloud spotify podbean and i always forget the last one soundcloud spotify podbean and apple podcast that's the right that's the last one um and yeah so we have another podcast next week um this podcast will be an interesting one will actually be me with me and my husband we'll just be chatting about from the male perspective you know how he feels like going to work every day when you know he has a newborn at home etc we never ever tackle the guys who have businesses and tag and they have to you know juggle fatherhood so we're gonna hit that next week make sure you tune in um and yeah thank you so much thank you see you later bye bye